0: Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat, so you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos, or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot, I put that on everything.
1: Hola, Craig. Hola.
0: ¿Cómo está? Hola. Muy mal. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling so bad. I have no La Musica today.
1: No La Musica. Like, I was thinking about this tonight. Like, how often do you sit, I, I don't know, I do this uh, occasionally. How often do you sit back and go, damn, why didn't we start this a year ago?
0: Yeah, I know. It would have been so much more fun <laughs> last season. <laughs>
1: like, like we we really uh, screwed up the timing on this whole podcast thing, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Now everyone has to listen to us talk about sad games over and over and over again.
1: <laughs> I know. It's like god, like you know, I remember when we uh when a couple of weeks ago we were talking and and you said that you know it was a chance to get our first Pac-12 win. I was like, "Man, I just like 0 and 3 just doesn't really hit me. Like like I'm still that way right now. I just look at that I look at one and four, 4 and I just 1 go and 4. fuck, like how? Like I just like this is not a one and I mean in a conference filled with some bad teams, like, we are not a one-in-four conference team. It's crazy. Like, it's just, ugh, so irritating.
0: Well, yeah. And uh, so this is Podcast versus Everyone. I'm Craig Powers, once again, coming to you live. On vacation. From, on vacation from Playa del Carmen. And I have a terrible accent, uh, Spanish accent. And then, uh, with me is Jeff Newser drinking reheated coffee in his basement. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know we're, we're in such a good mood. I've decided I'm going to go ahead and, uh, drink coffee tonight cause I'm tired. And we had, we, we had a very adventurous day and I worked on, uh, uh, given my, my master, not master bathroom, the, the, uh, it's the main bathroom worked on giving that a facelift for the last couple of days. It's, it's nowhere near done, but you know, whatever. So I'm tired and I'm like not feeling very festive. So I'm, uh, you know what? I'm just going to have a coffee so that I can power on through this sucker.
0: I had a pretty fucking good day. We went to this, uh, eco park in, uh, in Mexico called, uh, like Charette. Uh, it's like X-C- uh-huh. Xcaret. Um, basically they have these like giant underground rivers which are a thing here because of sinkholes um, uh, uh. It's called Secotes uh, sinkholes that create these okay. underground rivers. Yeah. so they've created a park out of it. It's basically these giant lazy type like lazy rivers that have all this like beautiful scenery. Um, they've done the you know work it's basically like a Disneyland for like ecotourism. It's like really cool. And so we did that today, and that was just an amazing experience. And uh, um, even B liked it so much, we were, went through it a couple times. We didn't think after the first run, because the rivers were kind of cold, she would want to do it. She did it again. She didn't take a nap the whole day. We were sitting at dinner. Uh, she usually goes to sleep, you know, maybe falls asleep around 8 or 8.30. We put her in bed usually around 7.30. We were sitting at dinner at like 6.30 and she was sitting in her mom's lap and she just fell asleep. Like, and she is... <laughs> it's currently, as we're podcasting... That's the best. It's almost 11. As we're podcasting, she has not woken up. Like, we mo- went from the restaurant up to our hotel room, didn't wake up. Like, so she uh, had a ton of fun. I had a ton of fun. I didn't think about the Cougs except for when I changed into my clothes, my, out of my wet clothes at the end of the day <laughs> and I had a Coug shirt on um but uh and you're like shit yeah i know
1: <laughs> like remembering all over again
0: you know that's so. Uh, yeah so i didn't do as much prep for this podcast because uh well one it feels like the game was just like not that long ago because it was so late last night um or yeah. early this morning and then and then two uh man it's i just didn't want to think about it. i'm on vacation i don't want to be sad yeah yeah I yeah. basically and by watched- the way
1: i don't want to imply i don't want to imply i had a bad day I didn't have a bad day. My day started off with uh we got to, so I've mentioned uh the good times project before which is one of the groups that we uh sort of hang out with a kind of a second cancer family and we got to go to uh the sugar factory in Bellevue. Oh, yeah.
0: Um
1: I was not aware of exactly what the sugar factory is uh until we got there and uh yeah, that's a lot of sugar, man. So anybody who uh who is familiar with the sugar factory, we got to have uh goblets with uh, they were loaded with all sorts of halloween gummies and stuff like that and then uh had some french toast and then uh had one of had their big like king kong candy dessert thing <laughs> which i swear to god comes in this like tub not it's not like a tub it's like a giant dish but it's like tub sized and uh I, I kid you not, it has it had to have like a gallon and a half of ice cream in it. <laughs> um, different kinds of ice cream and candy and uh one of their donuts was like stuck into it, which that's like one of the best donuts I've ever had, by the way. Like so anyway, it was I mean there had to be like fifteen thousand calories sitting in this bowl. <laughs> and uh we, we didn't get very far. We actually there was five of us and we probably needed another five people to really put a dent in it but it was super awesome so if anybody uh, is connected with good times project and listening to this man we had an awesome time and it was uh it was so tasty it was just a lot of sugar the kids all fell asleep on the way home took me a few more hours before i hit my sugar crash so it Great. was a good day but uh life, life didn't watch any home. football
0: oh yeah, yeah i did. didn't yeah. watch
1: any football so that was probably good too
0: yeah that uh even the seahawks won yeah but yeah, so I don't know, life goes on, whatever. But well, let's uh yep. let's let's dive back into it, man. Let's dive back in. <laughs> Even this though life thing, goes yeah.
1: on, let's let's look back.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, so that another another just uh brutal brutal game. Um yeah, it's, uh, I mean, obviously it's a lot of encouraging parts to it, but another brutal ending um that leaves you with a sour taste in your mouth and um, yep. Just uh, um, this, this season is really turning into one of, of missed opportunities, and and uh, I, I mean, fuck, they're ranked twenty uh, fourth in Splee Plus right now, like that, which
1: is higher than what they were ranked last year, right? Yeah, the 11, they like I think about around 25, 30 26 or something like that.
0: And and, and, and yeah. It, yeah, yeah, I, By the end of the season, it might have been around thirty. Yeah. I think they might have topped out about where this team is now, and they've been uh, steadily yeah. climbing all all season. Even as they've they definitely dipped after UCLA but and uh they kind of held they dipped after Utah, but the, since Arizona State they've been steadily climbing. Um and, and I mean that's what it feels like when you watch the games. Like it feels like the team's getting better. Um the offense is still clicking. Yeah. Um the offense is as good as ever. The defense is, you know, still not good, but uh definitely has taken a few steps forward. Um definitely felt like that against Oregon. Um, they, the defense themselves gave up, you know, uh, 30 points. They didn't, uh, which whatever, if you'd have told me that I, th- I would have said we we're going to win that game then. Um, but of course, you know, there was just, uh, we talked about it as the game was going on. Um, those first two drives, it felt like the Cougs were punching them in the mouth, um, in their own air raid way and moving the ball down the field and, and in the preview podcast, in my and in my written preview on Cougs Center, I pointed out that Oregon only gives up touchdown drive touchdowns on twenty five percent of red zone drives, and and that's what it looked like in the on the first two drives for the Cougs. Um, not not really of anything that Oregon did, but just things the Cougs did to themselves. Um, yep. WS, WSU gets down to the three right like lightning quick on the first drive, and. Uh, yep. You know, I we talked about this in podcast. There was there was a five man box. They should have ran that ball. They didn't. Liam. Yeah, Ryan,
1: that one could have been run.
0: Yeah, they uh, they didn't. Liam Ryan. I don't know what the hell he was doing. He he had the guy blocked and then just decided to throw him down. And uh, yeah. that, that's always going to get called, you know. Um, and then and then another the next play, he just gets a more classic holding, and when he got beat and. And suddenly WSU is on, you know, first and goal from the 23. And, you know, they. but, of course, they still had a chance to score. And Roderick Fitcher drops a touchdown, like what probably would have been a touchdown. He was he was pretty clear. He was catching the ball. It would have been catching the ball on the five with momentum going into the end zone. I think he would have scored. Yeah, um, yeah it, you got to think he would have. Even, get, even, even aside from that, they might have had the ball on the one and probably went for it and probably scored. So... Um, yeah, so that was, that was, that was a rough start. And that immediately felt like, uh, this is going to come back and bite us. And then the next drive WSU easy down the field again. Uh, Gordon makes a hell of a throw, a dart to, uh, you know, the the guy who's been our best receiver (laughs) when he's been in the game, um, Brandon Arcanado, and, and he, he just flat out drops it and and sure enough it he doesn't just drop it he drops it right into the arms of an Oregon defender and uh they're you know instead they will get nothing on that drive they only got three points on the first drive nothing on that drive but uh yeah so those first two drives man i know what you were thinking that it just this gave those first two drives gave me a feeling in my stomach that did not go away until the, yeah. the very end
1: yeah, I mean, there's an old saying, right, that you can uh you can't win a game in the first quarter, but you can lose it in the first quarter and you know to be honest, that's kind of what happened and it's you know, it's it, people are I think sort of reluctant to to make that kind of a conclusion when so much time passes between then and the end of the game. And so many things happen. And, you know, so you can sort of talk yourself into all kinds of things. Like, for example, the simplest thing, okay, if we can get a stop there on Oregon's last drive, we win the game. Right. Right. But it's like, but you know, this is our defense. This is their offense. And if you're in a position where you have to come up with a stop, you know, keep them out of field goal range, that's that is a situation that is advantage Oregon. Period. End of story. Like you can't like as much as you want to rationalize it, you go. I mean, look, Oregon feels about their offense the same way we feel about ours, which is you give us the ball with like at the end of the first half. Right. Okay. So Gordon throws the pick six and that sucks and everything else. But immediately in, in our Slack channel, we were all saying, well, okay, but there's plenty of time to go score because we that's how we feel, right? And then, you know, sure enough, we they drive did. down and get a touchdown, right? So it's like so Oregon feels the same way. Hey, we get the ball back with a minute to go. That's advantage Oregon, right? So the best way to make sure that you don't end up with advantage Oregon in that situation is, you know, beat up by more than a field goal or beat up by more than a touchdown. Same thing against Arizona State. Like when you're in that close game, you know, I mean, you can't count on this defense to make a stop and they're getting better. And there's no doubt about that. Um, You know, I wrote about explosives last week outside of one really terrible play. um, They were good. You know, I think they only had one, maybe two passing plays. Uh, I think there was one passing play over 25 yards and, and, but one of them was like 24. So there was like two, right? So two explosive passing plays um, really only, I think three explosive running plays and they didn't have any um, chunk uh, running plays after about 10 minutes left in the game. So it's like, it's, you know, the, the defense did better, you know, they stepped up, they played a really good offense down to, you know, you know, 31 point or 30 points, right? Yep. You know, because one of those was a pick six. Well, so actually down to 30 points. It, I mean, yeah, that's... Yeah,
0: 30
1: points, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you just go, oh, you know, yeah. that's that's a success for the defense. But, you know, I mean, again, you, you, you put the ball in the hands of Oregon with a minute to go and they like their chances. And so w- this is all to say, when you leave 11 points on the board there in the first quarter, you know, and you, you drop two touchdowns and one of them turns into an interception and I've heard people try and make the argument well yeah but after the interception they got a stop and then they got a touchdown on the next one well who's to say that we wouldn't have gotten that touchdown on the next one anyway yeah right like I mean it's like we might have gotten a touchdown on three consecutive drives we've done that before you know I mean it's the point is that drive ended with zero points when it should have ended with seven and the next drive ended with seven and what happened with the interception did did not have any bearing on whether they scored a touchdown the next time. So, I mean, I guess the field was a little short, but I think you get my point that they left all these points out there and it came back to bite them. And, and I mean, I tweeted at the time, like game over, which obviously is a little hyperbolic and overdramatic, but I think it played out sort of like I thought it would, which is they needed those 11 points. They didn't have them and they ended up losing the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I know. I just it we it was kind of a theme throughout the game like at halftime you're like it, it, the the Coug offense was moving much better than the Oregon offense. It just felt like the Cougs were dominating the game, but it was 17-17 and that's where they were at. Right. And 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 then they come out in the second half and Oregon uh you know, we have the third quarter and and then Oregon yep. is, su- is suddenly up eleven, but still, like you said, there's this confidence in this offense. Like I was still thinking, man, and you're thinking back to 2015 as well. Like if 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 we can get a score, a stop, a score, like a score and a stop, a score. But of course, the defense actually came with two stops in the fourth because uh, WSU went got the ball back down down six with about five thirty left and went three and out. And then yep. Meyer Cristobal decides to punt the ball from, like, the 35 or whatever it yeah. was. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Thanks, then, buddy. And then uh, you – I don't know. I know the drive started at 10, but you knew, like, you knew they were going to score, but you just didn't want them to score with too much time on the clock, and they did. Right. Um, they scored – I mean, obviously, it took them a fourth down play to score, but still, it. it I mean, they had a 48-yard chunk. Play from Tay Martin in there, and that the the whole time when when he's running that you're like go Tay, but also fall down <laughs> like like just yeah. I'm like totally. I'm like you're kind of afraid that he's going to score, and then you yeah like you really have, weren't
1: counting on a fifty yard pass right there, right? Like I mean I don't know about you, but I'm looking at the clock before that play. And I'm just thinking like, okay, this is kind of the perfect amount of time, right? Like we're going to, you know, bite off, you know, you know, eight to 15 yard chunks on the way down, we'll burn up clock and maybe we score with, you know, 30 seconds to go or something like that. And, and, and life is good. Right. And then all of a sudden Tay breaks off his 50 yard reception and you're both, you, you, like you said, you're both thinking like, please score, but please don't score. And you know what I mean? It's like, cause you just know, you just knew, you know, you knew what was going to happen.
0: Yeah. And, and it, and it did it, obviously WSU gave up a chunk play of its own on a screen. Um, that was pretty poorly defended. Um, and I, you know, you can say that, uh, people should be in prevent, but WSU was blitzing on that play and they, they, that's why there was space for it. So space for the yep. screen to bust open. So, um, it's not that if you're, if you're screaming, stop playing the prevent defense, they weren't, um, if they were, yeah, that, that would, Oregon if they
1: were, that wouldn't have happened.
0: Or cause honestly, Oregon wasn't going to feel good about that kick. If it was outside of 35 yards, like they're the, they passed on a 50 yarder. That would have probably iced the game earlier. Yep. Um, it would have made it a yep. nine point game. And, uh, so, uh, th- th- yeah, it's just, uh, uh, you were when they were kind of sitting at that kind of thirty-five to forty range. You're like, okay, if the defense can just stop them right now, Oregon's kicker is not going to make this field goal, or they're not even going to try it, right? Right. But that that screenplay was huge, and and uh, then you kind of knew it was over. I mean, if, if you could you'd hope that Oregon's kicker was bad enough, but he'd, he he miss he made it. He made the twenty-seven yard or whatever the hell it was. Um, but yeah, that's. It looked uh,
1: like it might have been drifting right too, and then like it just kind of straightened. I was like, "No, he." Didn't. It, it started the, to go right, and I thought, <gasps> and then I was like, "No, it really just straightened
0: out." Yeah, like, it's one of those <laughs> things. I, mean? I was like, "Damn." Yeah, it. it's one of those things in real time where it seems like it takes like forever, and like it's just slow motion yeah. moving, and then you're like, "Oh, it's going," but then you watch it like the replay. It's just like, "Oh no, it was just a regular field goal." Like it was. There was nothing yeah. scary about it, but no, yeah, I I, really. I don't like, yeah, the, the, another gut punch. I mean, this is two out of the last three games, three out of the last five yep. games where they've just been yep. fourth quarter. But man, you, you got to say, though, these guys are fucking tough, though. Um, they, it's they are. Something I kind of
1: thought they might fold at one point and so, they didn't.
0: What, 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 what gets lost in the fact that they've lost the game is that they've, they came back from 11 down and took the lead in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. They were down by 11 with yep. like 11 minutes left in the game. Yep. And they came back and yep. took the lead. And the, the defense
1: lead. gets credit for part of that, too. Like, it yeah, wasn't got a, all
0: offense. Obviously, they, the defense had to get a couple stops. Well, an extra stop because you would have thought WSU was have scored on that five minute The drive. They had five 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 and a half minutes, but they went straight three and out. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yep. But then defense stepped up. They stopped him again. Got a stop. Yep. Yeah man I don't know. Um it was uh I was um I was uh I wanted to go run. I know there was a, a craft beer bar I was at the other day and Playa del Karma would still be open and I was like I'm going to if they I was just watching outside by the pool <laughs> um streaming it on my phone um with my headphones yeah. on and like it was dead the hood no one was around except for the workers you know after we, the the last the last, you know, five minutes I'm pacing. I'm, you know, when we scored the touchdown to go ahead, I'm like, you know, yelling and, you know, trying to be reserved about it, but definitely like the motions, they must've looked like I, something serious was happening to me. But, uh, yeah. And then it's funny. Uh, I was just pacing, pacing, pacing until that, they popped that screen and I just went down in one of those, those like loungy swim, you know, poolside chairs and just kind of curled up in a, in a like like laid back curled up in a ball just like of sadness.
1: All right, what do you think? Should we take a break?
0: Yes. And we're back. Once again, buy or subscribe or whatever to um, that thing. There there's there's no evidence to show that if you if you t- subscribe or buy or whatever is advertised in this podcast, that it doesn't positively impact Cougar football results. Like there's no evidence to disprove that. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, it does. It's true. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's see what other depressing things can we talk about. Let's talk about Mike Leach's decision making.
0: Yeah. How, how about that? The okay. Uh, so it's the fourth quarter, you're down 11, you score a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yes. It's not the second quarter, yes. it's not the first quarter. You're down 11, you score a Correct. touchdown. You are now down... That is f- true. You are now down five. Uh, if, yes. If, if you kick the extra point, you'll be down four. Um, I believe in football there is a play called a field goal that is worth three, Yes. Um, so usually, and, and, and given that it's the fourth quarter, there's roughly 10 minutes left, you, you being within three points may end up, you know, having a drive that could tie the game or whatever. Um, this seems like a no brainer decision to go for two in that, in that case. And maybe it's it not st- like it. maybe it's not statistically. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but it just seems like any coach would do it. Um, but Leach, for we've talked about this before. He just he pauses on fourth down decisions. He pa- and then WSU yeah. typically wastes a timeout, which they did in this case. Uh, they sent out the f- the kicking unit. And you know, it's just I don't know. Like it, it kind of takes me back to um, the face. It was the same face in 2015 against UCLA when uh, the assistant um, I can't remember who it was was just holding up two fingers. Like, uh, was it UCLA? I, I oh no, it was against Oregon. Remember. It was I, against. I know Oregon. what you're referring to. It it, it it was against Oregon when they scored the tu- the the tying touchdown at the end of regulation with no time left or whatever or want like one second left. Uh, they that was when so it was against Eugene, his assistants yelling at him, go for two to win. Um, of course yeah. it was fine, it worked out in the end. But, but he had the same sort of like looking up in the lights, like lost face, and and yeah. and then suddenly realizing maybe we should go for two, like way late to the point where they had to call a timeout, waste a timeout.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's. The you know, I I think I've maybe defended Leach on this front more than most um, just because like I, I the the amount of really terrible clock management you see from coaches leads me to think it must be really hard. Like I like I just try to be like logical about it try to you know apply occam's razor which i you know apply to as many things as possible you know like sometimes you just don't need to overthink things like like why is football officiating bad everywhere well because it's probably really hard to be a football official right and so it's like i I tend to think the same thing on these things but this was one where i'm like come on like you've got to know you've got to know like even when the drive starts you should be thinking like hey if we get a touchdown we got to go for two like that should be like like that. You should know that at some point during the drive, if not at the beginning of the drive, you know what you're doing. And so to get down there and have them go in, and everybody and their grandmother is like, "Okay, we well, got to go for two here." And then to see the field goal unit trotting out, and you're like, "Wait, what is he doing?" And then all of a sudden he realizes it with the clock winding down. He tries to get a timeout real quick before the before the actual. Ki- it just. It just that's the stuff that just drives you bonkers and his his cavalier i know his cavalier use of timeouts drives pj completely nuts (laughs) you know um you know trying to figure out the defensive timeout yeah Yeah, like like, why he doesn't value them it's it's so what's so weird to me is he's a really smart dude i mean everybody agrees he's a smart dude right like like this, this is sort of like something that's not in dispute that he's a smart guy. I mean, he's got a he's got a JD for goodness sakes. I mean, not that not that you got to be brilliant to get a JD, but it's like you know, if you've got one of those degrees, you're you know, you've you've accomplished some level of you know, you, you've you you've possessed some level of intelligence, right? Right. And so it's like you would think that someone. I mean, if we're just saying a guy who who is you know a trained lawyer even if he never actually practiced you would think that that guy of all people would be thinking you know five steps ahead would be thinking you know the strategy the chessboard you know i mean you know all the stuff that goes into and and he doesn't right like he gets like locked in on a thing and then he's not really thinking about the other stuff and i don't know if there's any kind of solution i mean i i you know, maybe there is a solution of having a dedicated, uh, you know, a dedicated person to to sort of be that, you know, game manager for him to say, hey, you know, this is what's the optimal decision here. This is what, you know, whatever. But it's it's just it's so just like baffling that he seems incapable of being able to understand things like you know when to go for it on fourth down when it's optimal when to um you know go for 2 when it's optimal um why it would be smart to conserve your timeouts so that you can use them strategically you know should you need them late in the game i mean there's all of these things that he doesn't do that are just like counter to what we think we know about him and and that's what you know, from from my point of view, that's what drives me nuts. I don't get nearly as frustrated with, like... I know Anthony, people were like, oh, why did Gordon snap the ball with 30 seconds on the clock instead of 5? You know, okay, fine. You know, should he have? Of course. But this, again, a guy making his, you know, eighth start. And that kind of stuff comes with experience. So I'm not I'm not going to crush the guy for that. And same thing with Travell Harris running out of bounds. I mean, Oregon probably spends a time out there anyway. It's So, you know, whatever. But it, it's just all sort of, like, the guy who is is in charge of the whole thing should be the one to be able to be trusted with thinking those things a little bit farther in advance than, you know, the moment you're confronted with it.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think with him, the timeouts is a bit of hubris. Um, the same reason that he takes it as a personal offense when uh, the offense goes three and out, um, like because he's, he believes that the offense that he has designed is perfect and it should always score. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I I think that, and I feel like he's said this before, um, he doesn't think that timeouts are that big of a deal. And, and, uh, he kind of has that old, uh, what was the Rams coach Martz or, um, was it Martz?
1: Mike Martz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Where,
0: like he just had this such hubris about the offense that he ran that he didn't think that the timeouts would be that important. Of course, they're more often important. Um, getting the ball back on defense and things like you know, whatever. But uh, um, so there's that part of it that maybe an offensive coach doesn't think about. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a bit frustrating um, when you see them waste another timeout for like no like in a situation that really doesn't need it. Honestly, um, when um, almost every time in every situation when a coach burns a timeout to think about a fourth and one play. Like it, it kind of drives me crazy because I, I, I just think almost anywhere on the field a fourth and one should be an auto auto go, um, but right. uh, but but even like you'll see coaches are on like the forty and they're like oh, I don't know I don't know if I should do this and but uh, or but, maybe
1: on the thirty three
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> for yeah. yeah 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 um, but but yeah so uh, yeah it's just and they burn timeouts because they just. We've we've talked about this. Just have a just have a just have a strategy. Just have a, something that you always go to, and then you don't have to waste timeouts, and you don't have to waste time or get you know get penalties or whatever. Right. And everybody's yeah,
1: so, on the same page, right? Like like once upon a time, it was. I mean, this was we're probably talking like Luke Falk twenty fifteen. So I mean, we're we're a few years removed from this now, but it was like. It, it, If I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the last time it happened. It was basically just like it was fourth down and we were, you know, approaching midfield or past midfield. It was just automatic. We were going for it. yeah. We weren't going to, you know, worry about no. I mean, it it wasn't even like the offense wasn't even looking to the sideline like, are we coming off? Are we not? They were looking for the play. Right. Right. And, and I, I, I'm not sure I understand why, um, you know, why we've gotten away from that. Like, like I understood why we got away from that in, uh, you know, in 2017, because that offense was trash. Yeah. But it's like, but that's like one offense in and the they last six years. And like, they had a really like, good, good six kicker. Six years. They like, oh, and they this. had a really good kicker, and the defense was good. Yeah. So, okay. Like, I get it. The defense was better than the offense, and, you know, whatever. I, it, it just, like, you know, when you had Minshew and, and now you got Gordon, like, I just and you got Borgie, I I just, I don't, I don't get it. And I don't understand why it's not more of a mindset of, you know, we're going to score and you have to stop us and you can't. So screw you. Uh, It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Why, why that's not just a a philosophy at this point, but uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe Mike Leach is mellowing out as he's getting older.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, we know Pete Carroll is, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, we started but, on that one. but, uh, yeah, you actually kind of brought something up that, uh, reminded me of something with Borgie. Um, you know, we talked about, I, I brought up, you know, on the first drive, they had a favorable run box. They had a five man box. I, I mean, I don't even, uh, it's funny. Oregon was like daring them to run the ball. <laughs> like it's, you have a five-man box on the yeah, three-yard line. Like you never see that. Like it, you should. That should no. be an auto run, especially with Borgie. But um, uh, they no. Go it's for almost it. like
1: Oregon was thinking, "Hey, we can stop them five on five. That that's yeah. almost what it looked like.
0: Um and, yeah, and you, know, you it, had, it may have had you had three down linemen and two linebackers and two and that linebackers. Was it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And they uh, were head up. Each guy was head up over a lineman. Right. So you had, you know, you had the nose tackle head up over the center. And I guess maybe they just thought that they were going to do that. And maybe, you know, I, I think it's possible that Wazoo even was like, eh, five on five, head up. We don't really like that matchup. Maybe well, they given, wanted even more than that. They wanted g- leverage. I don't know.
0: Given that Borgie had just eight carries in this game, like I'm I they I'm thinking they may have said, hey, even if, it's, even if it's a favorable run box, it might not be like good to run because these guys will beat us one-on-one um yeah. but uh but of course later in the game <laughs> uh they yeah. ha- they hand off on a horrendous run box like it like yeah you, five on seven yeah five it on 100% seven percent five on seven and borgie breaks three tackles and, and scores a touchdown so it's like so it's like i don't you know that that that, that probably you know there's there's a lot to it's like, you know, at that point, I think I said in the slack, like, fuck it. Just hand it to him when it's eight man box. I don't care. It's yeah. like, it would to whatever. Yeah, I
1: was I was like, okay, all you people might have a point. Because I've been, you know, I've basically been yeah. ridiculing everybody for, you know, for a month being like, dude, what do you want? Do you want him to just run the ball into a, a totally losing situation? And then it's like. He ran the ball into a completely losing situation, made two guys whiff in the backfield, and then ran a guy over at the goal line. I, okay, maybe everybody has a point. I don't know. Like, it still seems like that's a low probability play, but you know that was insane. That that was one of the better runs I, I think you'll ever see. Like he yeah. just he made two guys miss well, and then plowed somebody over. It, he a, had that was an NFL type play. He had to make a real.
0: guy miss as soon as the ball was in his hand. He had it, yeah. And then he as had soon to, as he handed the ball yeah. off. Yep. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it was yeah, that was totally that was a crazy person. run. Um, yeah. So don't run against a five against a five man box on the goal line, and and then you do running on the. You know, it's just like I don't know. Maybe that's something that's a yeah. weakness for Gordon is picking out those run boxes because he had some he had some issues against Colorado with it as well. Um, where it just seems like he made a determination ahead of time that they were going to run regardless of what the box looked like, or they were going to pass regardless of what the box looked like, Um, which of course WSU on the passing side does all the time. They don't, they don't run against every five on five box. They don't like it's that they see a lot more five on five boxes than like 15 times a game, you know, but, uh, but sometimes they just like their matchups and obviously it works out quite often, but, this game, it was kind of crazy and that you see them not run on a five and then run on a seven, and the, the seven, like, turns out to work out pretty well. Because against Colorado, they ran on a couple six- and seven-man boxes, and they didn't work out well at all. But um, so sometimes, you know, yeah. it, you know, once in a while, Borgie will just make an insane play and make everyone look better. Yep. And, um, but, yeah, so that's yep. the type of player he is. Um, he got 16.
1: But, again, it's he got, he 16. got 16 touches, and yeah. it's – Hard to complain about the
0: results, right? Yeah, WSU didn't run uh, a ton of plays. Um, what they were at? Uh,
1: Sorry, I can tell si- you, can
0: sixty-five say. plays. Do, do, do. Sixty-five plays. Not a that's not a crazy yeah. amount of plays. Um, no, so, it's pretty low, actually. Yeah, yeah. So Gordon uh, ran the ball quite a bit because he was under some pressure. Well, it was it was not so much under pressure, but there was just guys were covered um i think more often yeah um and then uh and then obviously the, i that do, that quarterback draw they ran he definitely scored on like luckily WSU scored yeah. anyway Yeah. That but was, he de- like cuz i scary. i don't know about you but i saw that i'm like run that fucking ball <laughs> like just like like yeah. cuz there was no one in the middle and uh yeah. and they ran a draw like when they split out five wide like that you were thinking oh man this is uh this is a prime opportunity and um he definitely scored like I don't have yep. no idea how that didn't get called. Um but uh, WAC ended up scoring I anyway. Do. Yeah, I, I
1: have an idea.
0: Oh <laughs> by the by the way, I've seen in my mentions uh on Twitter um, a number of Oregon fans that were just they they're in oh, full belief God. that they were they were uh robbed. Yeah, that they were wronged.
1: Wronged oh. by the, like yeah, every, right. everyone was getting dear wronged
0: God. in that damn game. Come on. Like like Yeah, like, like <laughs> Oh, I, someone's gonna have to Go I, someone someone's gonna have to explain this to me okay so they call pass interference on that play desmond patman step out of bounds okay so it didn't look like much so it was a weak pass interference call for sure but if you're calling pass interference you're implying that the guy was pushed or whatever out and of then, bounds. out of bounds and then he catches right. the ball. So how how does that pass interference not negate an illegal touching and, penalty? And by the way, the replay definitely did not conclusively
1: show that he <laughs> no, stepped out of bounds. Heal up, man. He
0: fucking heal like up. Like you could
1: like. you could make a really good argument that he was in bounds the entire time. And, and just, also whatever. I just I don't like,
0: I don't understand how the the a pass interference penalty doesn't just negate the the illegal touching to begin with. Like it feel right, like it should supersede it. It should supersede somewhere. it. Like it's yes. like okay, this yeah. happens so that doesn't matter anymore. Because like it's yeah. basically like uh, like uh, yeah, I don't know. Like so like against yeah. I, WSU game earlier this year, there was a false start and then a replay and then the the replay negated the false start. It's like sometimes one thing happens because another, so you have to take out the thing that right. happened. But it's it's well, and I, then you had the third down play, the conversion where the ball was clearly
1: moving after it hit the ground, and it didn't even get reviewed. It didn't even get reviewed after Oregon had a false start. And yeah, it was more time to look at it, and it was it, whatever. Like there, it wasn't we, even like, we just all know moving. It wasn't are even moving when it
0: hit the ground. He didn't even have that much control of it at any point. Right. Like it's in it the nose but, of the
1: ball hit the ground and it slid up and it just whatever. Like, you know, it's, I mean, it, like, I'm not even mad about that. Cause I'm just like, like there was so much nonsense, you know, Travion Brown's, um, you know, his targeting ejection was absolutely insane. Like, I'm sorry. Like, the, like what's the kid supposed to do? Like he's six inches off the ground. Like it's his fault that the running back is, is falling to the ground. And so, Like he's, he's, did he launch himself? Yeah. I mean, he's trying to make a tackle. Like it's just football has gotten so far away. It's, it's the, It's, I've said this before, obviously this is another, you know, ban replay rant, which by the way, it's nice to see more and more people sort of coming around to this idea that replay actually is a bad thing and doesn't actually do any good. Like it doesn't solve that many problems. It creates a whole host of other problems and it makes the game unwatchable at times. And so, yeah, what, there was a time when
0: uh, I think like four minutes of gameplay took 30 minutes because 30 minutes of replays. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, and so you know, it just you know, I'm tired of it. I think everybody's tired of it. The, the refs are just incompetent. I mean, you just go well, and then and then yeah, and
0: and then when it's like they're looking for stuff to review, but then that play we were just talking right. about, like that's a then they don't. How review do that. you don't review that? And then they review a play right. like two plays later. I swear to make up for it, right. Like and it, there
1: was there was another run where borgie got a guy pretty clearly targeted on borgie, oh and that absolutely. didn't get replayed because that wasn't flagged and you know anyway I just my my contention is that um the biggest problem football has is that it's, and, and I think this is sort of sports in general also, because I think basketball um, is, is kind of going down this road as well. I mean, there was a game or there was a play the national ridiculous. championship game where, you know, they, they overturned an out of bounds call because it, it barely, barely, barely ticked off the guy's finger after a guy poked it out of bounds. And it just, you know, it's the, the need to this, this, um, effort to try and be perfect this pursuit of perfection is what causes all of these problems right. it's like y- you can't you can't be perfect replay the the fundamental assumption behind replay is that we can get this right that you can get everything right and it's like you can't you really can't like and there are so many things you can't get right and in fact it opens up all of these areas well, yeah, where you actually get it wrong
0: especially uh with um with targeting uh, with Travion Brown where where it's like uh, that uh, we you've we've talked about this before that rule it leaves so much for interpretation yep. and and, and or, yep. or 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 it 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 like the rule is not is often used outside of the spirit of the play like okay right. so yeah the defender collided headfirst with the runner the runner was falling down into his head. Like, what right. the hell is he supposed to do? What's like, he supposed he's, to do? The like, Brown is set up to hit him in the in the midsection. Right, he's he's and, going and, to hit him in and, the midsection or the legs. And then the run, runner stumbles down, so no one can move. The, these guys are moving so fast. Like, what is he supposed to do? No one. And then can people are like, "Oh, that well, that. he
1: should have had his head up so that his face mask is going." Like, I'm sorry, people. Have you ever like? <laughs> Have you ever moved like, like you know, period? Have you ever yeah, have moved you ever, your or body, or have you ever played football? Like it's yeah. like I mean, come on. It's Dave Wyman, who is a uh, former Seahawks NFL linebacker, right? And he's on uh, the radio. On, oh God, you know, I know. MSP here I, I, in Seattle.
0: Well, and he, uh, and he, he, but he has
1: he, this saying that it's like this is not the Matrix. Yeah. He's like, we don't live in the Matrix, you know, and which I understand is a little bit of a dated reference at this point. But the idea is, of course, you know, Keanu Evergreen Reeves reference. has this, you know, famous scene, right? Where yeah, where he's just like, we, you know, he's dodging these bending, bullets, right? yeah. And he's like, phoom, phoom, right, and it's like, no, this is like, th- that's not real life. And when you when you slow this stuff down, frame by frame by frame, it's everything like, looks. Worse. You create this. Im- yeah, when well, you create this impression that people can do more things than they actually can. And so you end up with, you know, plays like that where a guy gets ejected for no reason. It almost came into play when Justice Rogers went down, and we yeah. were like, oh, shit. You know, like, now we don't we have... We have no one to you know, play middle Okay, well, Hank Pladson, here we go. You know, I mean, and, and Rogers obviously came back, and that was good. But it's like, man, it, you know, it just... There's no rhyme or reason to any of it, and the introduction of replay just shows that there's no rhyme or reason to any of it, and football's, you know, propensity to over legislate everything just creates a, a situation where honestly, I think the refs are in a no win situation. I mean, we we make fun of Pac-12 refs, and I get it; they're worse than everybody else at this. But it's like it, it's hard; it's really hard. The rule book is like you know, so thick, and there's so many little rules. And that's why the the you know, the eight of them get together and discuss every damn call, because it's like, they are talking to each other to make sure that they're getting it right. Like I have this call, you know, I'm getting this right, right, right. And they all look at each other. Yes, that's the right call. And it's like, if you need eight people to conference every damn call, just to make sure that you don't, you know, screw up one of football's arcane rules, you, you may have a fundamental problem with your sport.
0: Right? and i so there I, like and i and i <laughs> and i i i get the reason for the targeting uh like i know what they're trying to change sure and I, and and, and Dude, i think so
1: much of this is well-intentioned
0: and and, and and i think it's had some impact like i i think that guys are hitting in a different way but but still it's like if you're if you're looking to like if you're if you're hunting down people who are basically not ill-intentioned like with the rule right. like right the, this is not like fucking fantasia perfect like right r- spearheading people yeah like toss that guy or out like of the all lead. of
1: arizona state's defense or you which know what I mean? somehow like, no yeah.
0: targeting calls are called in that game yeah like we've or seen even it. reviewed you know
1: you know what it looks like you know what it looks like when people are headhunting like you know what it looks like it's so easy to see ah uh, anyway
0: and that's, like, Travion Brown was low to the ground, bent down. Like, who, who is trying to hit someone in the head when they're, they're, they're bent down as far as they exactly. can to the ground? Like, come on, exactly. that's not what he was doing. And, 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 if, and, and, exactly. I, and I've seen some people, well, he should have had his head up. He leaned in. That's just how your body moves. Like, that's just how it yeah, works. Yeah, like,
1: like you, try and pick, you try and pick your head up while you're diving in like that. Like, really? Like, like nobody does that. Like you just don't. Your head goes down. Like, eh. and all, that's protected. It's i per- I'm it's more a, angry about that garbage than I am about the outcome it's, of the game. It's to be a. Honest.
0: Na- it's a naturally protected. Well, I, yeah, the outcome of the game. I'm more sad about than angry. Like, I. It's just because it's just like, at this point, And we can talk about this too, um, but maybe we should take a break. But, but just to wrap this up, yeah. Like I just. Uh, it's it the the officiating is that that was a disaster it's it t- even to the point like the 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 tv crews hate to pick on the refs and for good reason like you just you don't want to just like stoke the fire and and make make that well, the narrative, and you can do and, it
1: endlessly right yeah like nobody wants it, to it, do it that would be endlessly.
0: obnoxious but and um, right well we could talk about that crew and the disaster they were but but anyways, but the, uh, the TV crew, um, but, uh, Ugh. but even they were, they, they couldn't help but call out like how ridiculous this was. And, and I, and I would, uh, I, it's funny. I, I don't know if you caught this, uh, um, Levy asked greasy, like if you could get rid of replay, um, yeah, would you do it? it and he said, only, only if yeah. it's, only if it's both NFL and college, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta get rid of it completely. And, and, and it's, yeah, well, I mean, this game was a prime example of what replay can do and, and what, how replay doesn't actually serve the purpose that anyone thinks it does. And, and, right. uh, and it's just getting, it's getting worse. And I mean, you brought yep. up basketball, like the last minute of a basketball game is fucking terrible now. Like it's just yep. it's just replays of like out of bounds calls that no one could have ever made in real time. Like, right. come on, when we're doing pickup games, if if one guy is slapping one way and one guy is slapping the other, just use physics and you. That's, that's yeah, and the, the ball goes that the way. The ball goes that way. You don't way. need
1: replay to see if maybe it glanced it's off glanced a off
0: a fingernail. Like it's whatever, and then bat, like football. Yeah. Now it's just like we're just looking for reasons to kick guys out. We're looking for yep. uh, reasons, you know, or or maybe we're not. Like we're not we're we're doing well, it the, so inconsistently that it's it's it seems yep. pointless. Like when you do something inconsistently, it's, it's pointless. Yeah,
1: I mean the thing I like to say about football officials is they are looking for reasons to make calls instead of looking for reasons to not make calls. Yep. You know, and that's where you get these these flag fests, you know, and, and it's like, you know, oh, was that targeting? Maybe. OK, I'm going to throw the flag because if I don't throw the flag, I'm going to get killed on my evaluation. Like, it's just it's, you know, they, they just they're like, I, I better throw a flag. Well, because it's, of it's like, more of ah, they're more thinking, not throw a flag yeah.
0: here. Yeah, they're more you thinking know, of like, I mean, how's how's this going to look on tape like or whatever? Because like, 100 oh, percent. Like, like 100% like, they're thinking
1: like, about their evaluations and not about the game.
0: Like, like if which you think about the wrong like,
1: way to think about it,
0: if you think about Liam Ryan's first holding call that really had no impact on the play, like in, in, he was dominating a guy and threw him down, which, which, yep. yeah, you, that means yep. he was holding him. But obviously we know that every offensive lineman gets his hands inside and grabs the fucking, like the, the shoulder pads of the defender every single down. Like that's how people block. Yep. Like that's why they—it's yeah. such a big deal to get your hands inside because you can hold there, and 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 that's just how they do it. And refs just—the only time they call it is when it's so obvious that they're going to look bad on tape if they don't call it. Yep. So it, yeah, it's and I think
1: I think part of the problem too is you've got these huge crews and so every guy is really kind of his own guy, if right. that makes sense. Right. Where he's in charge of making calls in a certain area and there's really no thought given to game flow or or really anything else basketball i know is is a lot different those guys function as much more of a team right. because they they rotate through different spots on the court you know depending on the calls or whatever okay, what, and and yeah. they are much more yeah they're much more of a team and they are they are much more um in tune with game flow and with things like, they'll even, um, you know, sort of be aware of, you know, okay, it, you know, my partner here, is he making this call or that call? Or, you know, if, if one guy starts making a whole bunch of calls, the other guys feel like, okay, well, I better jump in because, you know, otherwise, you know, we're, we're going to look like we're not doing anything. And, and there's sort of this give and take where they they sort of manage the game. And, and they it's it really is sort of this really interesting, um, you know, dynamic where these, these three guys are, are or women work together um, to sort of manage the game football. I think because of its very nature, the massive field and, you know, having, I think it's eight guys, um, you know, all over the place. I, I really think that's how you end up with, um, you know, the guys just making calls. that seem like they're out of nowhere that don't seem consistent because they can't be consistent. It's eight guys, you know, they're not always going to be on the same page about what's what.
0: Right. Yeah. It's uh. it's, it's just hugely some, frustrating it's, it's just something and replay and and would I, you
1: get rid of replay tomorrow if you could craig
0: i don't know i'd scale it back <laughs> um, how would you
1: okay so how would you scale it back what would you do
0: um i i think uh scoring plays are still a good thing like i, I think i think having it on scoring plays is fine uh-huh um there's not a lot out i i uh it, it, there was one point when it felt like the replay on targeting was to protect the penalized player but um now that you can I, I now that you can look for it when there was no flag thrown completely yep. like the, the, the these type of replays where you can go back and the same thing with the um the elbows in basketball you know the yep. the flagrant foul elbows where they can just like Oh, there might have been an elbow. No one saw it. It's like, okay, well, now we're stopping a game, and we're gonna stop it for five minutes and no one knows what's going on and yep. It's the same thing i I don't know there's 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 certain types of replays that seem like okay, like did the guy score a touchdown or not like uh like did did the did the guy get the three pointer off in time at the end of the game? you know like those, yeah, I mean, those, those things, things
1: make sense.
0: But but we it's just ballooned and uh, to the point yeah. where it's just way beyond um, that. Like, well, you could have, I mean, of course, you could have thought the out of bounds calls were a logical step, but to the point, to the level of detail that they go in to determine if a ball was out on whoever, has is, right. it, it's had a huge impact on the game and the pace of the game. And just a lot of the calls made it, it now, and now pro- and it, it's also had it. I think it's built more distrust in officials um, because, yeah. cause you you just are like, oh man, they're missing. I mean, honestly, like you know, like if you've played pickup basketball, you know that most like out of bounds calls, like fifty-fifty calls, are impossible, like to sure. make but still like people are like oh how this ref missed it and so so now it's like this distrust in the game itself because i don't sure. know sure yeah it, but it w- No it w- i think you're right but there was at one point in like soccer where it just it was just kind of accepted that everything got screwed up and it was fine and now it's yeah. getting it's now the VAR is uh again it's used inconsistently and it's used uh sometimes like it, like insanely long plays and stuff but i don't know i i don't know if i would get rid of it altogether but i i uh, i would definitely scale it back to kind yeah. of more um bigger like bigger plays and less about hunting out penalties for the sake yeah. of that well, how about this? Oh, and, and, how about and this also fuck the, fuck the the pass interference review, <laughs> Yeah. What a waste like of time NFL? that's been. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, oh my god, that's gonna um, go to college eventually, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I think. I mean I think our number one complaint right now is that it it kills the game flow, right? Yeah and it's this it's this pursuit of perfection that is impossible. So why not just why not just do this? Like apply the standard that they apply in soccer, which is clear and obvious errors, right? I mean, that was the whole point of this from the very beginning is fix the stuff that's clearly wrong, particularly the things that have a direct influence over the game, right? Well, yeah, that's that's where call stands and call confirmed came from, you know. Right. So, okay. So the idea is to fix the stuff that's really bad. So, Okay. So how about this? Like, when you want to replay something, you have 60 seconds, like, like, not just like, oh, we want to complete this within a minute. You like, like, when that video starts, you have 60 seconds. And if you can't figure it out in 60 seconds, then, then it's, it's too obviously not yeah. It's too close. It's obviously not clear and obvious. And you could just get on with the game. Like, if, if we're all just going to assume, like, obviously, if I had my druthers, I'd do away with replay tomorrow. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay, I think humans are about as good at getting it right as replay is at fixing it, right? Or or yeah. getting it wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. like replay sometimes actively gets things wrong. Just like uh, you talked about the Desmond Patman play where it's like, there's no evidence that he stepped out of bounds. So, so but yet we created a penalty that wasn't there before. So replay even gets like creates problems. So, okay. 60 seconds, clear and obvious errors. If you can't see it in 60 seconds, it's over. And if, if we all agree that it's not going anywhere. We all agree that it's going to stick around and, and there's no way they're going to get rid of it because coaches would never do that. Coaches are convinced that it's actually a good thing to help them, you know, whatever, get the calls right. And and I get that they potentially have millions of dollars riding on the outcome of games. Right. So I get that. Like, I understand why they have a vested interest. I don't understand why fans have such a vested interest, but whatever. So it's not going to go anywhere. Can we maybe just put some parameters on it and say Okay, fine. You buzz for replay. Great. You like from the moment that replay starts, 60 second clock starts. And if you can't figure it out in those 60 seconds, the video shuts off and you just go, okay, well, what is it? That's it. And if if you, if you haven't figured it out, it stands and that's it. And you just move along so that we can all just like enjoy what we're trying to enjoy, which is just watching a freaking
0: game. Right. Man, uh, I did not know that we were going to rant about replay for 20 minutes, but there we go. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, so um, I think we should take a break here, but uh, when we come back. One more break. I'd love to talk about now after this kind of three-game stretch since the uh, UCLA-Utah combo of badness, um, how you're feeling. What are you you thinking maybe the, the last four of the season? Are going to look like and uh, and you know what where you're where you're at in terms of optimism for Cougar football. So yeah, let's take a break and then we'll get into that. We're back. We're back once again. Bye. Whatever. Back. Do that. Yeah. Yes. Go advertisements. Um, Woo. All right, man. So i don't know about you and anyone who follows me on twitter uh probably saw a few things i said after the game um i don't know like i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty good about this team i'm feeling pretty bad yeah. about th- i'm feeling pretty bad about this season but I, this is one of Leach's. this like, this is damn near Leach's best overall this is his best offense it, um, yeah. since he's been here and, uh, the next best probably being Gardner Minshew's last year, which that's going to make you feeling good. Like the last two years of air raid have been, I mean, maybe outside of 2014 too, but one, you know, uh, best offense in years. And these last two years of air raid have been fantastic offense getting exactly what we want. Obviously the defense has been a, and been a, a challenge this year. Um, but man, even they're they're not uh, they're not that team that gave up fifty and, and a quarter and a half to UCLA. They're not that team that got shredded. You know, nine yards of play against Utah. Um, they 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 show a pulse once in a while. Um, so it's just uh, uh, it, it's you're feeling a little bit better. They're still bad. They're 81st in SP plus, but. Um, there's the number four offense in the country. And, and like I said earlier, the Cougs are 24th overall in SP plus because of that offense. And it's just crazy to me to think, you know, I don't, you remember back in 2015, 2016, uh, WSU was, you know, or 2017, even like usually rated way lower in uh, SP plus and, 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 measurements like that um, than they were by humans or, or based on their record, um. Yep. And now it's flipped this the season. The metrics
1: did not really like them. Yeah.
0: Uh, even even last year, the metrics didn't like WSU as tenth in the country or whatever. Um, but they were just no, winning. Not. They were just winning games, and sometimes you've got to look at the wins. Um, but this year, it's it's opposite. They're not winning the games. They, it's 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 you. What you say? Uh, uh, the four loss, the uh, three losses in Pac-12 play outside of the Utah play by ten Utah, points. 10 total points and, the, yeah. and they were all they weren't it wasn't like wsu and you had pat- a lead in
1: the and you had a lead in, in the, the f- last like two minutes of all of them
0: every single one yeah
1: every single one of them
0: it was a last drive <laughs> thing yeah so i mean against against their yeah against arizona state and ucla i mean and and then uh these last two uh road games have been tough of course these were road games that we were worried about and, uh, it's, yep. it's really the tacking on the UCLA loss with it makes it way harder. Yeah. Um, because you, yep. but, um, it's, I mean, but obviously after UCLA, Utah, where you like, I don't think anyone was thinking that, well, we did think Arizona state would come down and be close, but I don't think anyone was then thinking that Oregon would come down to a final drive as well. And then I don't think anyone was thinking they were going to blow out Buffalo by or the Buffaloes, Buffalo, um, that blow out Colorado by uh, uh, you know four plus touchdowns. So, like I don't right. know, like I, I feel the team is playing really well right now. They're just not getting the results that we. I think since or yeah. Arizona State, they've been playing really well, and the, these last three games, they've only got one win to show for it. Um, yep. And they could very easily have three wins um, with just maybe slightly better defense, or just even one bounce of the ball different yep. in each of those games. So um, I don't yeah. know. Like I'm like I, I. That's why I just I I know we joke about Washington, but even including that, there's not a game on the schedule that I don't think they can win. Left. No.
1: I mean, there's there's no. But I don't way, think they like, can't
0: win. I'm sorry. I don't think yeah, they can't yeah, win. I know, I know what you're saying. Double negatives. I mean,
1: yeah. Man. I you know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't see any reason why they can't win three of the last four. I, I wouldn't even be. I mean, outside of the fact that the Apple Cup is the fourth of those four, um, you know, in any sort of normal situation, I'd go. They they could go four and zero to end the season. Um, you know, and, and maybe this is the year where, you know, I mean, everything else has gone so weird that maybe the Apple Cup finally breaks in our favor somehow, but. Um, you know, I feel great about this team, to be honest, uh, you know, the results suck that, that part is, is really irritating and unfortunate, but at the same time you just go, I mean, they're so close to being, you know, seven and one, I think their actual quality level is, is kind of exactly what we thought. I think, I think the offense is better than we expected. I think the defense is worse than we expected, but I think on balance, you know, the team is what we sort of thought it would be. Um, when the season started, and that's independent yeah, what of results. Of course, you would think like if, right? if
0: you're taking you would you would think like maybe the 25th uh, best uh, best offense in the country, and maybe the 60th best yeah. defense, and they have the fourth something best like offense. That. You know, they have a, like a top five offense, and they have a, you know 80 something defense. So yeah, they're they're right. they're there, and and uh, they've just had some insane endings and, 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 uh, crazy games. Like, you know, one of the craziest yeah. games and of they the year. And- they
1: haven't gotten any good luck, you know? And, and I mean, you can say whatever you want about luck and the role of, uh, you know, randomness and fortune or whatever in, in the results of games. But, um, you know, I firmly believe in the role of randomness, um, sometimes in determining the outcomes of games. And of course, you know, the defense needs to play a little bit. I mean, you can always say this, this unit needs to be a little better. That unit needs to be a little bit. I mean, you can always say that you can always say that you can say that and also acknowledge the role that randomness and luck plays. You know, I mean, we talked about it with UCLA, right? I mean, like you put fumbles, the ball on the yeah. ground that many times and you don't get any of them. Like, like that's like. That is such a ridiculous statistical anomaly, right? And then you just kind of, you know, you keep going. like, uh, I mean, what if, uh, you know, on that blitz that they got burned on the screen, um, you know, the the defender is able to get his hand and and knock down that screen pass on the blitz, right? Or the receiver drops the ball. Or, you know, at the end, he almost fumbled it. At the end. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, there's all these things that can happen. And it seems like quite literally none of them are happening. I mean, Travion Brown gets ejected for targeting on a play where he caused a fumble and we should have had a recovery with a short field. Like, it's just, you know, if it weren't for bad luck, this team would have no luck, right? I mean, like the old saying, it's very. You know, and that's not like an excuse-making thing. I think people sometimes think that acknowledging randomness, acknowledging luck is some sort of excuse-making. It's really not. I mean, obviously the defense needs to be better and, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, it's a reality that we just haven't really gotten any good fortune in any of these games. And to come on the heels of last year where it seemed like, The right play got made at the right time all the time, you know, with the exception of what happened against USC and the Apple Cup. It was like, man, that team, you know, came up with big play after big play after big play. Some of that is randomness, right? Like some of that is, you know, you look at, uh, you know, you look at the Alamo Bowl. I mean, frankly, Iowa State outplayed us, right? Right. We got some timely turnovers and you know that's how it goes and so you know we're just not getting that this year and some of that has to do with you know the skill level on the defense but some of that is just randomness and you know maybe some of that randomness can come back around in the last four games and and I feel great about this team's uh, chances to finish strong I mean I know we're all afraid of the cow bullshit cuz that's what always happens down in Berkeley but you know, when you look at it with a with a clear mind, and you take some of that stuff away, that you know, you 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 sort of are tempted. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know what SP plus says as far as win total uh, expected over the last four games is, but it's got to be close to three. I don't right. know what it is, but it's got to be close to three.
0: Well, I would th- I would think so. so uh, Cal is seventy second, Stanford seventy one, Oregon State seventy. So, like, that's right. that, I don't I don't you couldn't. That's just crazy. So those games
1: are all going to be in like the, around 60 to 70%, right?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And then re-
1: Washington will probably be roughly a toss up, right? Or maybe. yeah, slight, I think little, it'll be slight.
0: Yeah. You d- dubs a little rate, a little so it'll higher. Be a slight right? underdog. So yeah. just
1: off the top of my head, I'm thinking, you know, like 70%, 70%, 70% ish, right? 40, and then 40. maybe like 45%. Yeah. So you're looking at something like, Two point seven yeah. projected wins over the last four. I mean, that's close to three. I, I would that, and again, I'm just like spitballing numbers based off of what it usually works out to. But yeah, I mean, that's there's no reason why they can't win three of these last four, or even four of the last four.
0: Yeah, that because they're, I mean, they're they're good, and they seem like they're getting they're better. good enough, and they, they they're seem good like they're getting better. I mean, you, you're you're playing Cal uh, off. In two weeks, both teams off a of bye. Cal's offense is a disaster. Their defense is not as good as uh, they looked last year. Um, the, uh, Stanford is just something. Um, you know, what they did against UCLA this week, and uh, just, I don't even know. Um, Oregon State, obviously, that offense is scary against WSU's defense, but. You know what? Oregon State's uh, defense is worse than WSU. Like it's awful. So, you know, like yep. it's, uh, I don't know. Like WSU is going to be favored in the next three games. Like book it, guaranteed, guaranteed. Um, they'll book. They'll be probably be favored by double digits against Oregon State. Uh, there's a good chance they'd be favored by double digits against Stanford. They're dev- they're going to be favored on the road at Cal, and and this is a one in four Pac-12 team. Like it's. Um, right yeah it's 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 wild uh you're talking about they were doubled they were 14 point underdogs against oregon and they uh damn near beat them so i don't know like i'm i'm feeling pretty good I, i i i uh i feel like seven and four head into the apple cup definitely can and should happen um yeah let's just let's just like tone down the bullshit and uh and maybe uh, get Take some business. get get some expected outcomes <laughs> down the stretch here.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would that would be nice. We could use a few of those. So, yeah, it's look. I mean, Oregon. I think every, if everyone agrees that Oregon is really good, then you can't come away from that game without being super encouraged. Like you have to be. Um, you know, we we put up the most yards per play of any offense all year against Oregon, and we did it in their place. So, you know, the offense is obviously legit and Cal's defense while still good um, has, you know, shown some cracks. Some of that is the offense being just, you know, total trash, but yeah, um, you know, Cal's a team they should beat Cal's a team they should beat. And so is Oregon state. And so is Stanford. And to be honest, Washington is not better than Oregon, like not better than Oregon. So I think that's a game that you know at the very
0: least should be competitive. Um, at least should be, so. should be, should be, should um, be. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, uh, like I said, I'm sad about the outcomes, but I. God, it, that's what makes this season pretty frustrating. Is this team's pretty good, and yeah. this offense is yeah. really good, and this we were worried about after the UCLA game is like is yep. is this is a bad defense going to ruin? Well, the, the offense and and and, and to, to the point where yeah yeah that I mean it's it's been high scoring games it's you know thirty eight thirty four thirty seven thirty five you know that's those are high scoring games and um and you know the WC's defense gave up ten against Colorado but every other Pac twelve opponent has scored at least thirty seven so um, yep that is the that worry is coming to fruition but also there's just been a lot of random shit and bullshit that um has led to the uh to to this four and four one and four record but i i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling good about down the stretch this season getting some good vibes and being being being, being having a happier happier ending um than than it did a middle yeah i think
1: that's I think that's entirely possible. You know, I think it really just, like I said, if some of that luck starts to come back our direction, finally, you know, I mean, and you know, there's nothing that says it will, Uh, you know, sometimes teams just deal with that for an entire season and that's just how it goes. You know Um, hopefully that's, that's not how it goes for this team. I I cannot fathom a scenario where they don't win two more games. Like I, I really can't. I, I, I mean, you just go, okay, that would, that would necessitate this team going, uh two and seven. It impacts I just I can't like I just cannot see it. I cannot see it. So um I, I think, you know, two is the minimum, three is the expectation, four is in play. So I think that's
0: how I feel about it. Feeling pretty uh pretty okay considering I'm we, feeling
1: up op- I'm feeling optimistic, uh, man.
0: Optimistic. Our harps are, hearts were ripped out once again but we uh, jump back on the optimism train because when you can score points, son, anything can happen. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, anything else? No, I think we should... uh, um, This will be my my final sign-off from uh, the beach. Uh, Sadly, um, I'll be... Back home when we record our uh, preview. No, oh, because uh, we won't even record a preview podcast this week. So I'll definitely be uh, back know. home. So, yeah, in, enjoy yeah, the People bi- aren't going to hear from us for a whole week. Enjoy the bye week, Maybe that's good. everyone. We I think we need a break. Yeah, go hang out with I your think, family. I think we all need a break. Like,
1: yeah, everybody should go, you know, do those chores around the house that they haven't been getting done. Go, uh, you know, get themselves mentally prepared to finish strong, right? yeah yeah look Every, at you everybody's got to do their part
0: yeah you, you gotta you gotta watch your tape um one game at a time yep um one game you know, at a time you know we 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 just made a mistake don't get ahead of yourself we we talked Focus about the, the last four games we should have just been focused on cal but uh you know um, that's true I, i'm just you know i i'm just not as focused right now it's i'm on vacation so um but yeah so like us, subscribe us, uh, rate us five stars, uh, do all of that. Um, because it makes us happy and it helps other people find, find this podcast where people rant about officiating and talk about other random things. Um, oh, and the Cougs. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that too. So yeah, like, subscribe, all that, um, and we will again no preview podcast, no Friday podcast. Uh, obviously, you'll get uh, a kooks in an hour from Michael Preston on Wednesday, um, a, uh, probably Wednesday, and then um, we'll be back next week with uh, you know some bi week talk. Probably talk some basketball because there won't be a game to recap. Oh. So that's what we should do next week.
1: We got Ken Pomeroy preview. Do. Yeah, we talk about yeah. season projections. and Yeah, how about that?
0: Well, the season will be that week. The season will start. So Yeah, yeah. It's Let's about, it. All it's right, about it's a date. that time. Sounds good, man. It's a date. All right, All right man. Go Cougs. Go Cougs.